Hello everyone, this is Ben, and I wanted to give you all a quick update on the show. We're currently working on a campaign set in the Vampire the Masquerade world that Lauren is running, and we think you're going to love it. We're also working on some side games before we get started with Season 3. This is the first part of a four-episode mini-campaign we're calling Speed Questing. Joining us is a new player, Maggie, who we hope to have with us in more games to come. Enjoy! find a certain artificer, uh, you know that several different groups of heroes or adventurers have been hired to do such, and you're being sent across the world. You guys have been sent to a small town, kind of hidden in the mountains, because there was a rumor that this artificer might have passed through here recently. You are on your way there right now, but you're also all running kind of low on funds, and you're looking for anything that you guys can do to kind of keep the adventure moving forward so that if you're not arriving at the right place, you can get the funds that you need to either get to the next place or just to get back. And so the three of you are in um, sort of a trolley train of wagons uh, heading towards this small town, and I'm just going to give it over to you guys real quick to talk about your characters before we actually get into it. All right. Oh, I got pointed at, so I guess it's me. Uh, we're all level one. Hooray! So my character, as far as everybody knows, his name is Arkin. He is a paladin. He is an a scimitar thingy? I can't pronounce it. The angel Asimar. 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 He's Asimar. a living sword. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah, okay. So okay. he's an Asimar. Um, <laughs> it was an Asimar on his mother's side, I think, even though they're not supposed to have children, if I've read that story correctly. But I'm saying it's on his mother's side because it's more entertaining. He's just a traveler. He's He doesn't have a god yet as a paladin or anything like that. He's searching for that. He's out on, out on his own for the first time, out, kicked out of the nest to go figure out life and what he's supposed to do. I guess to add the character quirks that I see with him is that because his mom was an SMR, is you that did it. yay? Um, <laughs> she kind of sees that, like it's their job to kind of protect humanity, but kind of treats them like a child at the same point. So that's kind of what he knows. So he may inadvertently talk down to people without knowing that he's talking down to them because that's he, he just kind of use them as a little bit below them, but in a nice way, like like a parent talking to a child. I think I just said that. that that's kind of the... So his mom's an Asimar? Yeah. But his dad's not? No. So he's a half Asimar? Yep. <laughs> <laughs> cool. Um, he doesn't make an ass of me. Yeah. Uh, my character looks down on people, but not in a nice way. Oh, this is going to be a hard yeah. game. Yeah. <laughs> could, could be a little much. Um, I'm playing uh, Fliminald. He's... Fliminald? Fliminald. I tried to come up with like an oldie English yeah. sounding name. I feel a like... nickname coming up. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Flimmy, I, I nickname every one of his characters and he hates well, it. I was going to go with Flem and all, but then um, I knew that where that would go. Uh, so I didn't do that. So Flem and all. Uh, he is a human. He's in his mid 30s. He's a little out of shape. Um, he is a uh, cleric of Baronar. Is that how you say it? True Silver? Yes. Baronar, true silver. Uh, but he got into being a cleric because his uncle was a famous cleric. 
and he's basically just ridden on those coattails. <laughs> so Same he, last name, is it? Uh, I didn't give the uncle a name. We no, I said last name. So like that's how they would know him. Like, are you this oh, yeah. cleric? Well, oh no, I'm, I'm so related. So Baronar is actually a dwarven god, I believe. That's but correct. for whatever reason, this his uncle distinguished himself <laughs> amongst dwarven okay. clerics and is famous for it. So, however, Fleminald, on the other hand, has not worked a day in his life, um, and is totally just got by by getting other people to do things for him and. Um, However, recently his uncle has passed away and new leadership at the temple is sick of his shit mm. and has pushed him out into the world and told him to go and do actual good deeds. So he is adventuring against his will um, <laughs> to try to get back to his cushy lifestyle. Okay. Excellent. Well, my character is Thistle and the Bard, human bard. And she actually was born of two very famous bards in the realm. Sabina and Filthy Ike. <laughs> they were pretty much the equivalent of like Beyonce and such. Mm-hmm. So they come out with amazing stories that, you know, they've they've tracked amazing characters and people and told amazing stories through their music. And so I've basically been a roadie most of my life with them. <laughs> and I've been watching them and I, I just always wanted to be like them. So I'm really looking for my first big hit. My <laughs> first big nice. hit. And I'm thinking that this artificer might be that first big hit. So nice. I'm counting on you guys to help me weave a wonderful Uh-oh. tale. Sorry. <laughs> so I'll take a quick second. So I am Mike Rumfer and I will be playing Arkin the Assam ass. Just the ass. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, I'm Ben Mazer and I will be playing Fluminol the Cleric. I am Maggie Jordan and I will be playing Thistle and the Bard. And I am Kyle Loberturf and I will be playing everyone else so we don't have to (laughs) so where do we think we met i I mean the bar is the obvious but like where would we have how would we have gotten we're already on a mission together so then was it like a want ad on like a bulletin board somewhere hmm i feel like you're looking for a god he is a god. You're looking for a greatest hit. He's a god? No. I mean, just, yeah. Kyle, we said we were keeping that no, test for later. No, I ruined it. You are true silver. No. Man, what did you bribe the yeah. deal with? <laughs> Three Pepsis. No. Darn it. Can I run a Wawa real quick? <laughs> I'm sorry. You are a cleric of a god. Yes. And you are looking for the biggest greatest hit. I feel like maybe it was a temple. Maybe you guys mm. all ended up there for... Maybe Thistlin was passing through performing or something and the temple that I was at and the leadership said, take him. <laughs> he's, he's going with you now. I think it was a single adventurer's mixer, but it was to find other adventuring party people is the mixer. <gasps> like speed dating. I like it. Yeah. But speed for speed grouping. Yeah. Speed it. Like and I'm going to say, unfortunately, we were the last three that were left in the room. Yes. <laughs> everybody else said no to. I love it. So I love everybody it. else partnered up and they disappeared. And we were just like, oh, I guess it's. A- <laughs> I will say that this Lynn does have, uh, does like to drink with uh, religious figures in bars. Oh, so, okay. Yes, she she does find it entertaining. There you go. Yes. Then there, that, that all comes together. Okay. It so was, we were the last drunk ones at yeah, the bar, essentially, yeah. or something. You guys were sure. participating in Speed Quest and. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, here you are now. Um, you are being sent to find Balrock, the Artisopher. Oh, 
That was a big drama, dramatic pause. Yeah, the way you said that, I just like... Oh, I'm just getting it into your heads. Your head Balrog. snapped, and I was like, oh, did you have somebody else named Balrog in your <laughs> no. thing that I didn't notice? We're just, we're, we're paying attention. Guys. Yeah, gotcha. It's a new yeah. concept. It's never come up before, so... <laughs> I might take notes. Whoa! No, no, I'm, not, I'm not taking notes. Yeah. Oh, I am. Oh, <laughs> good. I've got my computer, my laptop open, and I, I like I'm typing it. away. I have to listen to this when I edit it again, so I'll figure <laughs> yeah. it out. I'm going to get thrown off if you're taking notes. It's never occurred. So you guys end up at a small town known as the Smithdom. Okay. It's an odd name. And as the uh, caravan kind of stops here, they let you out, and you notice no one else is getting off here. And you're kind of looking around at what appears to be a large but deserted village. And as you're getting your bearings, the caravan is already rolling along. You guys look around, and you see just barren roads in front of you. And you see lots of different shops, but they're all empty. You, you're passing by a blacksmith and a silversmith, a goldsmith, a jewelsmith, all smiths. But no gems, no product, no swords, nothing hanging along. Everything is absolutely barren, not a customer, not a, a shopkeep in sight. And as you kind of wander around, you do start to hear something in the distance. And as you kind of mosey through town... You see down, way across town, there seems to be a large crowd gathered around a building. So it's like the fantasy version of an old west ghost town kind of thing? Uh, yes, except with this, you see... Um, so there actually is people that inhabit it, but currently they're not... Yeah, you're not seeing anybody except this large crowd down at the other end of the village, gathered around a single building. If they had moved away from their buildings, though, the product would still be in the. That's what I was wondering. Yeah. So, like, is the like does the blacksmith still have like armory hanging down? I'm not trying to steal no, you, it. This you moment. see tools. Maybe later. You do see like it's okay. not barren to the point of no one's lit there right now, but there is no store. There's no customer. And there's no product. There is no no employees. Okay, I, I want to take a step back. I did forget to describe my character in any way. He's human looking six six i'm just gonna make him my height because it's easy for me to remember he has silver hair but it's like behind i guess in his i guess it's chainmail. i think it's what he wears as a paladin but he has the most fantastic silvery white fu manchu and it's the, the kind that goes all the way like down the neck and it disappears into the shirt we'll leave the mystery there wow how far down that's the mystery oh, we're going to no. leave there. He's going back to tour. It's going to be fully we weaved into the Oh, yeah. yeah. My other character had his beard weaved into his chest hair. <laughs> Another was, couple cocktails and we're going to be disgusting. able to find out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Hello, fellow humans. Perhaps we should go down to that path. I'm going for movie phone guy. <laughs> I'm trying to hit that, so we're going to have to keep All working right, that's on right, it. That's, that's, that's fine. <laughs> I think that sounds fantastic. I think we should definitely go see what's going on down there. Uh, fine. Uh, Asimar, carry my bag. He does. Aww. He picks up the bag, and it's, it's not the first time I've carried his bag. So he carries the bag, and he's, he does a little squat. He's like, oh, extra workout, and he just keeps going with it and takes he does, it down the road. He does realize that nobody else thinks he's human, right? <laughs> I don't know what he's thinking. <laughs> oh, no. As I walk down, though, I do try to put a little skip in my step and try to you know take in the surroundings and get the real feel of the deserted nature of the area so that I can weave it into my tale. All right, great. Yeah. And as you kind of look around, you do notice that this town, like from what you're picking up on it, looks like it should be way more populated than it is. Um, you can see just by how worn the roads are and um, sort of the wear and tear in the buildings that this is an age. This is like 
a well-trodden village, you know, it's not a full city, but just for some reason, right now it's not. All right, I guess we go down. All right, the three of you head down towards uh, this large crowd, and as you get closer, you see that it's very loud, but it doesn't seem to be boisterous. The volume seems just to be because there's so many people at this one building. And as you get closer, you do realize that it is the local inn slash tavern. And everyone appears to be there. And you see that, like, it's clearly a lot of the smiths. Some of them still have their aprons on. You see they are piled into this tavern where there's, like, literally a queue coming out of it to get into the building. And people are kind of gathered around. They all have a beer or tea or wine or whatever in hand. But they're just kind of milling about. It's not like rambunctious it doesn't look like you know there's a great party going on it just looks like it's where they are i tap the first one on the shoulder that's the closest to me first i unceremoniously dropped the bag that was not mine onto the floor <laughs> hey be careful with that uh, i tap the person on the shoulder hello fellow humanoid what is going on here uh you tap a dwarf on the shoulder and he spins around and kind of has like a gruff look and then like kind of has to arc his head way off to see you I give him a big smile and a wink. Just... And he makes a odd-looking face at you, takes a big step back, and goes, What is it you want, lad? I'm looking for information on what is going on here. Can you help? Or what do you mean? We're just waiting time. Waiting time for what? For more of the materials to come. Have you just what I had to tell? We did. Is it obvious? No, that's why I asked. I guess it wasn't obvious then. Right. Yeah, you see... Uh, or a bit of a smith in town. Runs on metals and jewels and such. Used to get a delivery from the local gnome village. Haven't had anything in a couple weeks now. Made all our materials, sold them. Now we're just plumb out of work. An idea. Have you considered talking to the gnome village? We actually have sent a few people down, but anyone who's gone hasn't come back. Did you send more to bring those back? We sent uh, several groups down. None have come <clears throat> back. Why not? I feel yes. like you're not getting this Yes, one. yes, this, all, this is all very interesting, yes, but this is not why we're here. Ask about the, the person. What is the person's name again, Bard? Balrock. Balrock. Have you heard of Balrock the Artificer? Uh, can't say that I did. Does this happen very often? Has this much time passed before you got materials before? Absolutely not. They used to come in the, almost by daily. Hmm. Is there a general direction of this gnome town? Sure, if you head out east, far enough across the road, head down the wooden path. It's about the only, I don't know, day or two journey. I never made it myself. Your accent is interesting. It is Scottish with a twist of French. Are you of the rock people? <laughs> I'm not sure I picked up on the French in there. <laughs> but I am a dwarf, if that's what you're trying to say, lad. Ah, uh, that was obvious. <laughs> and the dwarf just kind of nods slowly and takes like several slowly paced steps backwards before turning towards a group that he was not interacting with before this is a, such a clear escape plan and just starts talking to a group that welcomes him in because they saw the interaction and they're just like yes come to safety <laughs> thank you my friend that ain't lot I made a new friend Yeah, that's amazing we're, we're very happy for you thank you I wonder if other people around here might have more information. Idea. Perhaps we should ask them. Maybe is we it, could split up. Uh, if it gets me away from this, absolutely. <laughs> I'll be over by the bar. All right. Uh, then you end up trying to work your way up through the bar. But it is like 
a shoulder to shoulder crowd? Are you the type that you're going to try to muscle your way through or? Uh, yes, but while being like, uh, move aside, please step, uh, make room, make room. Flimmy, I might be able to help you here. Okay. I'm going to make myself a little area and I'm going to do a little song and a dance to try to get people's attention. Wonderful. Please give me a performance role. Here we go. For the record, please don't call me Flemmy in front of the others. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Flemmy. Uh. <laughs> Ooh, an 18 plus 422. Nice. All right, beautiful. Uh, what kind of song are you playing and what instruments are you using? I will go with, I will just sing a cappella. Okay. And uh, I will do a dance, but I will, I will go one with a tribute from my mom. All right, wonderful. So, one of, so something, if I know of something of the local land that people around here would be really appreciative of and something that might include something around forging. Perfect. No, that that is exact hits. Like, you hit all the things they care about in one song. Is it sort of a slow song or like a, a jig? I would say more of a jig. I want people to get okay. dancing a little bit so that Flimmy over here can get a drink. <laughs> while, you, while you're doing that, you, you do see uh, Arkin setting things up in the background, and you're not quite sure what, but you just... Do your thing. Okay. Wonderful. Uh, uh, the crowd of people, especially the ones that were already outside, start to form around you, and they're cheering and dancing and clapping, and you actually start pulling people from inside the tavern out, and uh, good old Flemmy is now able to make his way through to I the... I guess we've got the nickname. <laughs> okay. Makes his way up to the bar, and uh, you also managed to make 13 gold oh. as people are tossing you coins uh, through your song. Perfect. And, uh, I worked hard for the money. Yeah. <laughs> so hard for the money. <laughs> and then you make it all the way up front uh, to the bar. Um, uh, he'll just put a silver on the bar and be like, uh, barkeep, uh, I'm looking for information. And uh, the guy at the bar turns around and you see the uh, a large burly orc standing there. And he kind of looks down at the coin and looks back up at you and says, well, for silver. It all depends what kind of information you're looking for. There's a there's an artificer. I shit. What is this? Balrog. Uh, if you just yell it. <laughs> <laughs> I will put it. Struggling. I will weave it into in the, the song, song oh, yeah. somehow. Um, yeah. I like oh, that actually. Balrog. Yeah, yeah. Uh, <clears throat> yeah. Uh, Balrog. Um, uh, have you heard of him? Can't say that I have. Have you? Okay. Okay. okay I, get, I get it. I get it. I put another silver on the bar. Now, have you heard of him? He picks up the silver, bites it, grabs both, puts it in his pocket, and says, No. I see how it is. Very well. Puts another silver on the bar. <laughs> he picks up the silver, leans in close, and goes, No. Oh. I get the impression that maybe you're actually don't know anything about this. I'm pretty clear about it. Oh, okay. Um, um,. Wait, wait. I remember a story I heard once. Um, is there anyone in the bar who maybe would know of uh, bounties or things of that nature that now, I can speak with? That's a good question. I don't think anybody here would know much, but if you go back to the center of town, you're going to see a large building. That's where the mayor lives. Mm. He, anybody knows anything about a bounty, it's going to be him. And he's not, he's not here with all these other gathered ruffians? It was what I said, not clear. You're right. I, I may have uh, pushed my luck here a little bit. Um, thank you very much, sir, and uh, you have a great day. You too. Okay. And then I'll walk back towards the, uh, the gathered performance 
So when, when you're done with your performance, then I'll take anything away from it. Are, are you done or do you still have more? Or? Oh, I can go on forever. <laughs> well, we'll say when the first song ends and I find my moment, you just hear this resonating gong crash. Okay. My character also, he uses, it's part of the backstory and all that, he has a, his shield's also a war gong. And he oh. is a performer of the war gong. Okay. Well, if there is another actor that would like to come on stage or around stage, I'm happy to take a step back. No, it was it. It's just one, like, he just, like, timed his moment, meditated. He wrapped the cloth around his uh, war hammer and just struck it and then just... You just see him like eyes closed, listening to the vibrations, and then he just bows and packs it back up. <laughs> Please nice. give me a performance roll. <laughs> Let me find what my performance is. Sorry. Uh, dun, dun. So does that mean his shield is a Correct. gong? Does it look like a standard gong? Like it, it, I mean, yeah, it's yeah, like okay. that, like just silver, coppery kind of look to it. Okay. Uh, Twenty old school roll. Thirteen plus performance is sixteen. All right. Uh, with a 16, but being just a gong, uh, no one seems like put off or offended, and they almost are like, oh, that was a good blending. Like, that was that was a well-timed gong. Thank you. That's I all remember. I'm going for. Yeah. <laughs> and, and people are kind of like, he nailed that gong. Like, there's not a lot you can say about a gong, but that's the top. That, that is top tier. It's like a whole five-minute setup and teardown process. Oh, it all took so much longer than the yeah. one strike, and that was it. And then he just put it all away. That's but good. it was worth it. Mm-hmm. Oh, it was yeah. totally worth it. Um, when I'm done with my performance, though, what I will do is start to go into the crowd. And now that they're, they know me, I will start to ask around and see if anybody else knows the name Ball Rock. <laughs> you can hear the patron's footsteps running through the bar. <laughs> uh, I, I will say the same thing. No one seems to know anything, but you hear the same thing that um, I'm going to say Fleming because I can't remember yeah. the full name now. Uh, <laughs> Flemingold. Flemingold. Uh, Flimigold uh, heard that several people do suggest you go approach the mayor. Is he uh, named after his uncle, where it's like Flemingold the second or the third? Uh, but that would, that would be weird because it's his uncle. Well, it's like James Bond Jr. He gets his name from his uncle James. Oh, okay. that's, that's, that's a pullback. Yeah. <laughs> For the two he's, people who he's... listen to this, get that. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, uncle uh, Glemenold. Glemenold. Oh, close, but not. Okay. Yes, I yes. Like it. He's named after him. All right. Yes. I like it. Did he call him like Unky to get really under the skin of people and be like, Unky, they're being mean to me in, in the cleric place today. There was, I don't know if he necessarily called him Unky, but yeah, there was definitely a lot of, um, they're trying to get me to do stuff. And I'm not about that. I'm not a stuff doer. Uh, yeah, he'll come and find you guys and be like, uh, so yeah, we need to go to the mayor's house. Could he find us in the crowd? We really blended it. At least I blended in so well. <laughs> I, I think... The, there's still a, probably a little bit of a gap around you as you're putting your stuff away and I can see Thistlin walking through the crowd and just find her and Head to right. convey, convey what I've learned unless you unless you want to do more of this asking around about their problem stuff I would prefer that we focus on the task at hand so we can wrap this all up stellar idea which, which the getting out of here yes I, okay, great. Let's go to the mayor's house. Let's go to the mayor's house. All right. And you guys... I pick up his bag. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> you guys head across town, and you uh, get to the mayor's house, and you see a elven man standing out front, and he's basically, like, looking over his territory, but from his point of view, it's just barren streets, and there's nothing to see, but he still has this, like, 
air of superiority about him, despite the fact that there is nothing significant happening at all. And as you guys kind of approach, he tilts his head and gives you a polite nod. I will greet him in Elvish as I speak Elvish. Oh, wonderful. And when you do that, he's like taken aback at first and then smiles sort of like a, oh, good, she's one of the um, more influential people. She's definitely came from a higher background. And he turns her to you and says, like, yes, greetings, madam. How can I help you? We are seeking an audience with the mayor. Well, <laughs> that would be me. What could I do for you? Oh, it's so lovely to meet you. We were just entertaining some of the fine townsfolk here, and we heard of some of the interesting things that have been going on. Can you provide your perspective? Oh, well, we're just running a little low on materials now, but I'm sure as soon as the gnomes are managed to get their act together and send their materials back up, we'll be booming with business once again. But I do say you have the look of adventurers about you. Um, we are offering a job right now, a hefty gold reward, or anyone who can go to the gnomes and just get some information about what's going on when we can expect our new gems and metals. Hmm, interesting. Does the name Balrock sound familiar to you? Balrock, Balrock. I remember, I remember hearing the name before, but I can't really say why. Oh, yes. Uh, we received a warning from the local rangers that he might be about these parts, causing a bit of mayhem. Do you have any sense as to where he might be? I'm afraid not. I, I was just told that if we saw any orcs or goblins, to maybe just keep away. Interesting. Could he possibly be connected with the shortage of supplies, perhaps? That seems logical. So you'll take the mission, then? Uh, Fleming Old will also say in Elvish. Ah. <laughs> in Elvish? Yes. In Elvish. <laughs> I see these are um, people of class, and you hear me go, <laughs> as I say hello in primordial. <laughs> and he, he, again, taken aback, but this time not in a good way. And he kind of gives a slow, polite nod again, and then looks back at, at the other two like... I turn to the other two and just give him a uh, thumbs up like I nailed it. Yeah. Don't mind. You're, you're good. You're good. You're good. He's, he carries the bags. Yeah, he's he's trying. Understand. We have yes. some servants of uh, that caliber as well. Yeah. You, you get it. You get it. Um, it sounds like it's in our best interests to pursue this activity. Um, yeah, I I guess so. Let's let's go. Well, with a ringing endorsement like that, I, how could we say no? Well, I mean, gold is nice. How much gold? How much gold? Oh, so much. So much gold? Gold. Mm, I do miss gold. And how much honor and glory? Well, it's a really a finite amount of honor. Can you really measure? Yes. Uh, with a cup. You, you measure with a cup. Seven cups of honor <laughs> and a pinch of glory. Oh, Oh, we need that mm. pinch. That pinch is good. I think you need to negotiate strongly. We need at least two pinches of glory. Uh, we would like one pinch per person. Oh. Like well, you know what? I have to check the coffers, but if we have it available, it is yours. I put my hand out. He puts his hand out as well, and he shakes your hand, 
but trying to touch it as little as possible while doing so. And as soon as you're done, he like wipes his hand on his pants. It was awkward because I didn't quite get handshakes down. So I held his hand, but we I made zero motion and we just <laughs> held hands for yeah. a moment. 100%. With, that... with just a lot of eye contact. <laughs> yes, well, I can't wait to see you again. I will actually take out my notebook and make a note of this interaction because I want to make sure I get oh, that into this. That, yes, definitely important. Mm-hmm. I'm going to make you actually. His name? Yeah. Mm-hmm. What's his name? Oh, that is a good point. What's his name? Pardon, the Mary McMahon oh, face. Um, Velishtein. Oh, Velishtein. Very nice. Well, uh, Mr. Mayor, it's it's lovely to uh, meet someone of of uh, class and society out out in these parts. Um, which way should we go? Uh, head eastward, cross the road. You'll see a small path going through the woods. Mm. That'll lead you towards um, the area of which the gnomes made their home in the side of a mountain. Mm. One final question. Where is the local baron? He seems to own these roads. (sighs) God damn it. (laughs) I don't think anyone even said baron road other than the Nobody did the DM did commentary. (laughs) I still made the joke in honor of Leech because he would have made, yeah. made it. He would have made it. All right. That's for you, Leech, wherever you are. We know yeah. where he is. He's yeah, just at his here. house. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All right, I guess uh, we go east. What time right. of day is it? I literally just looked at the actual clock. Like, yeah. That was a real question. Yeah, well, that could be <laughs> we can play in real time. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Check back in eight yeah. hours when we complete half the journey. Uh, yep, you know what? It's 151. Oh, okay. Oh. Wow, this sundial is accurate. <laughs> Uh, I suppose we can just eat trail rations along the way. Ugh. Still an elvish. So I don't understand it. Yeah. I'm just there at you. I'm just looking at you like, uh, do I even want to bother to ask him to like find the trail rations in my bag or should I just do it myself? And Uncouth I just start. I just start walking. All right. You guys head east and uh, you make it about half a day's journey. You got to pack up for um, sleep that night eating uh, your trail rations as it were does anybody do anything in particular um, or I, out of the ordinary I, I read earlier that I actually just meditate so oh okay I apparently don't sleep wonderful which is just, that sucks sleeping's awesome sleeping's great <laughs> it's the only time you can time travel <laughs> I will take some time to make notes in my notebook okay you never know what will inspire me uh-huh. over time always looking for the muse I like it mm-hmm. I polish the war gong then. I think that seems like a nice camp yes. activity. I feel like we can coordinate <laughs> yeah. in some way. I like to think mm-hmm. that part of your meditation is like every 15 minutes you hit the gong. So while they're trying to sleep, <laughs> I, I would say yes, but I don't want to screw us that hard if we're like camping in, a, in like a dungeon or enemy yeah, territory. <laughs> and I'm just saying if you fall asleep at any point, that, that actual mallet that you hit the gong with might Wait, disappear. disappear. Mm, uh-oh. Just same. Not me. Oh, okay. Just someone. Must have been Fleming. <laughs> I'd find no. it in his bag when I'm carrying it. He's, he's got uh, just earplugs stuffed in his ears and he's in a tent. Uh, I think you had muttering a, some prayers. You definitely had a half rations when you got to your bag because you didn't realize that I just took your bag and started just eating because I was hungry. Oh, like, no. It wasn't stealing good because I was carrying it so I just was like, eating. 
Like half rations is in, I only have half for this meal, or half of all my food is gone? Just half for this meal. All right. Like, his, you, you had delicious trail mix, but it's just, like, pretzels that are left. <laughs> you took out all the, the dried fruit? Yeah. They, everything else didn't have, you know, it was all wasted calories, so uh, you just have pretzels. And so the prayers that he's muttering is like, Baronar, you see, you see what I have to suffer through to bring peace to this land. Please, Baronar, help me, help me, help me. That's it. <laughs> do you want to do a religion check? Uh, I can, sure. Yes. That means I have to look at a stat, though. Mm-mm. That is how D&D works. <laughs> and I have to remember what dice are. It's this one. Oh, he does not like my prayers. That's a seven. Yeah, you, you feel nothing in response. And you're not sure, but you feel like one of your pretzels may even have crumbled during the prayer. Oh, <laughs> oh no. <laughs> Seems a little... Perhaps I shall try. A little harsh for a peace god. Hello, say. god. It's me, Arkin. Are you there? Oh, boy. <laughs> Roll religion with disadvantage. Because <laughs> I don't know what got him framed. I was going to say, which That's one? That's what needs disadvantage. Oh I, think I, oh, I thought it was a one. It's a seven with disadvantage. Uh, 11. Yeah, I definitely, I mean nothing. Okay, yeah. There's, there's just no response. All right. Uh, you guys sleep through the night. The next morning you pack up and uh, continue on your way. And a little before noon, you do start to approach a mountainside. And in the distance, you can see near the, a sort of like a flat part of the cliff wall, uh, some small forms moving around in the distance. What do you do? Can we get a little closer to see what they're doing and what they are? Sure. Give me a stealth roll. Oh, boy. <laughs> or I guess I should say, are you trying to do it stealthily or are you just... That doesn't look good. That's not a 20. Not a 12 side? Oh, thank you. Yes, yes, you're right. Thank you. Excellent. That is better. Is that an 11? Um, stealth, right? Am I just using dex or is there actually a... Oh, stealth 5. Um, looks like 16. 16. Oh, that's great. All right. Uh, yeah, you managed to get closer and you see a group of three goblins uh, facing a cliff wall. And there's something... At this distance, you can't tell what, but there's something shining about this cliff wall. And they are just yelling at the cliff wall and punching it and kicking it. I'm going to say at this distance, you can't really see much else. I think they need our help. Well, the mayor did say that if they saw if we saw goblins or orcs, it could be an indication that Balrock might be around. He's, so the, he's be... the artificer, right? Yes. Okay, good. <laughs> uh, well, that's, that, that's a good thing then, isn't it? That's, that's who we want to find. Exactly. However... We should be careful. What do, do goblins have their own goblin language, or what do they speak? They do. Okay. Yes. Well, they, they, they'll speak goblin, and they also speak undercommon. If anybody has either of those, would that be the same as deep speech? Okay. So here's what I like to do. It is not <laughs> the same as deep deep speech. Yeah. But I like to think that deep speech and undercommon are like very close languages. This, they're like romantic. Exactly. Or, or, or. So if you go ahead and give me a high intelligence roll, just Ooh. intelligence, okay. and if you roll high enough, I'll be I'll say you're able to pick up on something. So it's like someone from like maybe like Minnesota trying to talk to someone from like New Orleans. Like it's the same language, <laughs> but it's not quite the same <laughs> language. The same, a little worse than that, but yes. <laughs> wow, that's the same thing I rolled last time. Uh, so that's a five. A five? Yeah, yeah, you aren't able to pick up any. You pick up like the and ah, uh, and you're mm-hmm. like, <laughs> there's definitely some words in there, but you don't understand how they're. I stride towards the goblins. Hello, fellow humanoids. Are you in need of assistance? All right. Uh, at once, all three goblins turn and look at you. And then look back at each other, and then look at you, and then they draw four subscimitars, 
and start running. Please roll for initiative. Oh, that was a poor choice for your health. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Okay. We don't like hands. Just throw it in. Oh, I am rolling really well today. Nice. I'm glad I got a 20? What? <laughs> I have a 10. Oh, I have a negative to initiative, so I have an 8. That seems right for your character, yeah. though. I'm sorry, Mike, what'd you say? 10. And uh, Maggie? 20. Nice. And 20? Mm-hmm. Nice. And Ben? 8. Was it a natural 20? Because our house rule is natural 20s, yep. you go twice. That might be the regular rule, It's not too. a natural 20. Okay. No. no, that's my rule. I think it was 4th edition or something that did that, but I keep it. It's okay. yours now. So Thistleland goes first, followed by Mike, your character? Arkin. Arkin, and then finally, good old Flemmy. <laughs> good old Flemmy, everybody's favorite. How far are they away from me? Uh, about 50 feet. About 50 feet. All right. Well, I think it's a little too far for a spell at this point. So I suppose I will shoot my crossbow. Pew, pew. That's a sound crossbow closest... make, right? <laughs> Pretty close. Uh, at the closest goblin. All right, wonderful. Meh. A uh, 10. That's it? Yeah. A 10. That was it. I said it was a hit. Oh, oh, wait. Roll I'm damage. Sorry. Roll damage. Oh, roll damage. Oh, oh I, it hit? I didn't... Oh, I didn't think it hit. Yeah. Oh. In the last hour, it's like the first time we're rolling for any kind of combat. That's, so. a, that's a, an eight. Nice. All right, wonderful. Yeah. Uh, a, a crossbow, you said, right? Yes. All right, bolt shoots out of uh, your crossbow, flies across the air, and it's literally as the goblins are turning, and it just goes through one of their necks, and he just drops to the ground immediately dead, and the other two goblins give like a little shriek. Oh, legless move. There you go. <laughs> See, I warned you. My turn. Uh, he doesn't break his stride, but he keeps going. So he heads to be within 30 feet, and he doesn't break his stride when he does. And he pulls out. Uh, I will need the DM to tell me how to pronounce this, but this was one of the weapons. Uh, oh, God. Y K L W A. I don't. Y K L W. It's in D and D Beyond. It's one of the things. Right, it's basically out. like a three foot short spear. All right, you grab your YMCA. <laughs> and I just so it, this is this it has two holes in it, and that's what he uses to hang his war gun from when he's not in combat. So, but he pulls that out and just doesn't break stride and just hurls it. Okay, throwing it. Okay, throwing it. Yep. Roll to hit. That's uh, a non natural twenty to hit. That's a hit. Ooh, I got the roll of D8. I never got the roll of D8. Five plus three is eight. Eight damage? Yep. All right. Then uh, as these two look down at their friend who just died, they look back up, and the one literally lifts his head as this uh, spear-like object pierces his chest, and he also drops to the ground. I wanted him to like go back like two or three feet and land in the dirt, and then just look at the other one and wink and smile and keep walking towards him menacingly. <laughs> Wait, what? Oh, I thought you said that's what you wanted the goblin to do. No, like, no, oh, no. Weird. <laughs> and it's, I think it's the one on both sides, though it's the center goblin that's still there. He's like, come on, buddies. Then he looks back, and they're both just, oh. <laughs> There they are. <laughs> he looks down at both of them and then up at Flimgall and Flimgall uh, draws his mace, draws his shield, and immediately steps behind Thistlin. <laughs> wow, really? Thank you. Maybe it's out of your line of sight, so you don't actually notice you, it yet. You, you deal with this. I'll, uh, I'll watch your back. You just have to run faster than the slowest person. 
That's all. <laughs> Not yeah. towards them, though. <laughs> uh, as far as I can tell, you're between me and them, so um, I'll, uh, I'll watch your back. Is that your turn? Yeah. Interesting. Right. Uh, so the goblins rolled a one, which is, at our table means they don't get their first turn. So uh, I'm going to say this goblin looks down to the left, looks down to the right, just looks back at you guys to start shaking. And that's his first turn, which brings us back around to this one. I will take aim for the last last goblin. Are you sure you don't want to try talking to him? <laughs> Mm-mm, it's a 10. All right, that's a hit. Shocking. Let's see. Oh, and that is a, it hit, yeah, a 11. All right. Uh, the <clears throat> bolt pierces through his eye. There's just a little of blood, and then he just <laughs> drops down amongst the other. And you guys right now look like a pair of, like a group of badass warriors. Like, you just <laughs> I drop feel like a, yeah, I yeah. feel I like knew, a badass I knew we warrior. could do it. Good job, everybody. <laughs> I retrieve my arrows, by the way. What if oh, I will retrieve them for you, oh. and I wipe the blood on his bag. <laughs> Why, thank you. <laughs> Now, hold on. <laughs> I was trying. I mean, that was very, very well handled. Very well handled. But uh, uh, shockingly violent. <laughs> I'm sorry. Did you want to turn? No. I, as a, as a, as a, uh, a purveyor of peace is my choice to uh, let you, you handle with the violent sorts. Excellent. Where I'm from, we call that cowering. Good job at cowering. Uh, I was defending. Thank you very much. Excellent job. Defend cowering. Oh. <laughs> and I give him a thumbs up. <laughs> and the most awkward, like, he can't smile, right? Like, he's trying, but it's like watching, like, a dog try to smile who doesn't know how to, like, just like this, like, all teeth. And he's just... <laughs> I am smiling. Yeah. <laughs> I, go, I go over and pick up my bag with, like, two fingers and just kind of hold it away from me. I'm like, oh. <laughs> I'm going to need a new bag. <laughs> I, I, I look at the mountain. And do, I, do we see things scurrying about on it? So uh, as you look at the mountain wall, uh, you notice that that thing that was shining is actually a large mosaic cut out of gemstone. And it appears to be cut from three solid pieces, uh, I'm sorry, four solid pieces of four separate types of gem. And the scene depicts a lovely green field carved from an emerald. And it is set below a blue sapphire cut sky. Towards the top of the mosaic, that sky fades into a ruby sunset. And right above there is a small citrine sun. And it's kind of falling behind into the horizon. Below that is a long inscription. Many come to our home out of jealousy, seeking to steal our fortunes. But our defenses always hold strong, and armies fall before us. We let them grow in anger as they slam against our walls, losing soldiers by the score. We wait until we can see the fear of defeat in their eyes, and then surge forward, ensuring there are no survivors. So save yourself the sorrow of a life-wasted traveler, and turn back now. 